Welcome or welcome back to Oswald Did It, a JFK assassination research community podcast that looks at the uh, assassination of JFK from a coup d'etat standpoint with the overriding arch that Oswald didn't do it. Oswald didn't pull the trigger, and anything that I happen to run into that is intriguing to me, along the lines of Oswald didn't do it, might end up accidentally backing its way into having a podcast about it. Perhaps it will be an old article. Perhaps it'll be a new article. I've run into a lot of fun stuff on the Mary Farrell site. Um, Some publications or whatever. But if I run into something that, hey, you know what? This kind of plays along with the entire Oswald didn't do it mindset. I might do a podcast on it. And today's episode is a new fun toy. A new fun toy. Um, What is available? A lot of the things that are available are... I will say long-standing, and I say that with complete due respect. Mary Farrell, for instance, Mary Farrell Foundation, the MaryFarrell.org has a whole bunch of fantastic stuff. All you have to do is know what you're looking for, type it in, look it up, read it. It's there. It's wonderful. Except sometimes what I kind of like is, you know what, folks? Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Here's something that you might want to look at. So when I'm listening to a podcast from someone and I hear them mention a site, I might go take a look at the site because who knows, that site might have the kind of stuff that I'm looking for, not necessarily stuff from 2008 or 1994, though those are fine because if there's information in an article that will get me to think, That's probably a good thing. But what I'm interested in sometimes is what's something that's popped up in the last, oh, 18 months? Maybe 18 days. Maybe 18 hours. What's something that's actually kind of new? Something that people are just talking about now. A new fun toy that I can pop in and... I don't know, I am a baseball fan, and occasionally I'll pop into, for instance, Fangraphs, which talks about baseball from a um, statistical perspective. Here's how you compare this guy to that guy. Here's how you compare this pitcher to that pitcher. Here's how you compare. And it's a whole bunch of new articles. Now you can go into the backlog, the background Uh, find something from four years ago, and the stuff from four years ago is still very possibly very pertinent still. But it's kind of nice to have every once in a while, here's something from, you know, last two days, last two or three days or so. And with a lot of JFK sites, it's really difficult, at least for me, how I am now, it's hard to find something that is recent. For instance, if Mary Farrell Org had a take me to some random spot on the site, take me to a document, just 
completely random. Let me read it. You do the thinking for me. You decide, hey, check this out. All of a sudden, I'm looking at a, uh, I don't know, some sort of a expectations on what would get spent in Vietnam if the war to be, were to be continued from October of 1963 or something like that. Just yeah, show me something. Show me something. Have me look at it. And maybe that'll be what I'm after. Maybe it'll be what I'm not after. But there, there isn't really so much of a random function that I'm seeing. What I ran into today, yesterday, whichever day it was, I think was... Today is Tuesday. I think I ran into it on Monday. It was a new site. At least it's new for me. Um, JFK Counter Coup. JFK Counter Coup. It's run by, per the website, uh, I want to get the name right, da, 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 da. JFK Counter Coup, they have the guy's name at the bottom, Kelly, something, something Kelly, uh, very, very bottom, William Kelly, William Kelly, last name spelled K-E-L-L-Y. Freelance writer, journalist, and historian whose major interests are music and history, with a special emphasis on the assassination of President Kennedy. William Kennedy. I'm going to be referencing his stuff quite a bit here in the future because he has stuff that is recent. Well, Tim, what do you mean by recent? JFK Countercoup, Monday, January 31st. 2022. Does that qualify to you as new? To me, that qualifies as incredibly new. Top 10 record released. Top 10 records released under the JFK Act. Top 10 JFK assassination records, smoking docks. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm guessing this is Kelly's opinion on top 10 records released under the JFK Act. Um, the 2018s, I think. I think this is the 2018s. Um, I will read the run-up. I will read the run-up. The run-up is very important. It has been reported, it has been repeatedly said that there have been no significant records released under the JFK Act, at least said by those who haven't bothered to read what has been released. This is me raising my hand. You can't see it. I'm raising my hand. I'm indicting myself. These are just my personal favorites. If you ask Peter Dale Scott, John Newman, Rex Bradford, Malcolm Blunt, Larry Hancock, Russ Baker, Jim Lazar, or anyone who is actually reading these records, they will come up with their own top 10 documents, and I hope someone will take the time to do that. The first is, I'm not going to go through all of the 10. I'm going too deep. And the second one, the first one, I'm not even really talking about that much, the Higgins Memo. Higgins Memo is the number one smoking document released under the JFK Act. The P, the P paragraph, the key paragraph Number 13, 
He continued that there was nothing new in the propaganda field. However, he felt that there had been great success in getting closer to the military personnel who might break with Castro and stated that there were at least 10 high-level military personnel who are talking with CIA but as yet are not talking to each other since that degree of confidence has not been developed. He considers that a parallel in history, i.e. the plot to kill Hitler, this plot being studied in detail to develop an approach. D.C. Attorney Jim Lazar, head of the Assassination Archives and Research Center, I should probably look him up too, um, filed, and Dan Elkhorn filed a Freedom of Information Act for that detailed study, and the CIA apparently, here's a shocker, have lost it. Um, other items of relevance, A, it concerns a Joint Chiefs of Staff meeting at the Pentagon on a, on a significant date, September 25th, 1963, a key time in the JFK assassin chronology as it occurs around the same time as some other key events, including the day Oswald left New Orleans for Mexico City, the estimated timing of the Sylvia Odio incident, Michael Payne's wife Ruth Hyde Payne picks up Marina and their daughter and their belongings, including the rifle, and took them to Texas, a whole bunch of other stuff. So um, this isn't specifically, specifically, specifically a chronology that I'm fascinated in, but it, it if it is up your alley, yeah, it, it, it would be something that seems quite worth paying attention to. Now, two, here's the one, here's the one, here's the one, here's the one. It, it catches it for me. This is absolutely fascinating to me. H.S.C.A. interview with Warren Commission attorney Sam Stern from the Howard Weisberg Collection. This comes with um, two links, either of which I'm sure would lead you to what is said following. Sam Stern, Warren Commission attorney, talking in the 1970s. I begin, this is all in quotes, I am less certain now than at the time we wrote the report. Less certain Oswald acted alone. Actually, I wasn't that certain at the time. I thought the best Evans supported the final findings. And I agreed with them, but I wasn't tremendously firm or immobile, immovable on that in my own mind. I thought there were a lot of straws left. I have become more skeptical about the Warren Commission findings and everything else that is a part of the official life, I suppose. Everything has become discredited over the years since 1963. You don't really believe things the way you did back then. Hmm, that sounds really interesting coming some, from someone who was involved with the Warren Commission. No, 
Mr. Stern stated that at the outset we realized, oh, th this is choice. This is priceless. This is absolutely plug this into my veins and keep it rolling. At the outset, Mr. Stern stated that at the outset we realized there was no possible way to penetrate any official involvement in a cover-up or conspiracy if there was such complicity. I'm going to read that again. Mr. Stern, who was a counsel for the Warren Commission, at the outset, we realized that there was no possible way to penetrate any official involvement in a cover-up or a conspiracy if there was such a conspiracy. I missed that in the Warren volumes. Warren, I, 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 did, I didn't hear them admit that. Stern stated that he and several of his commission colleagues discussed what they regarded as the fact that the agencies, the fact, the fact, not the rumor, not the innuendo, not the potential, not the vague likelihood, the, the vague unlikelihood, the fact that the agencies, the FBI and CIA, could formulate and maintain a cover-up which no one would ever penetrate. The fact that the agencies could formulate and maintain a cover-up which no one would ever penetrate. We, of course, did not believe that was so. And I still don't, but we realized what we were dealing with in the power of those agencies. So basically, we didn't think there was a cover-up. We still don't think there was a cover-up. But if there was a cover-up or a conspiracy, we weren't going to get to the bottom of it. And I'm not as convinced of what I was back at the start. Stern stated that he had been told of FBI agent Hostie's allegedly threatening note received from Lee Harvey Oswald shortly before the assassination. He that had he that had he been told, uh, he would have regarded it as greater indication, uh, greater identification of the possibility of a potential danger in Oswald of violence. Stern stated that the staff of the commission discovered that the hasty note had existed. I'm going to have to do one on that hasty note, uh, on that hasty note, and, uh, <sighs> and had been destroyed by the FBI in Dallas, that if we had found that that had happened, we would have gone to a full commission meeting immediately would have made the big decision regarding any future relationship between the FBI and the commission. It just would have gone to the heart of the whole relationship and the Bureau's motivation. The destruction of that note would have resulted in the ultimate brouhaha. That, that's number two. That's number two. Uh, it goes on. It goes on. Um, I'm glad to have JFK counter coup. Uh, now every four or five days I can pop to JFK counter coup. Hey, is there anything brand new? Is there anything brand new? And the JFK counter coup has, you know, the, here's the six most recent articles we have. Here's, and then you hit the backspace and you, here's five more and here's five more and here's five more. I want to start running into more sites where 
here's something that we just happened to throw together today. Here's something that we just happened together to throw happened to throw together today. Maybe it combines something from six years ago with something from ten years ago, with something that's kind of been gnawing at our gut. JFK did. Uh, Oswald didn't do it. Oswald did not do it. And there are sources out there that are trying to point out better ways, new ways, different ways of convincing people or attempting to convince people or attempting to give people more reason to believe that Oswald didn't do it. And if I can do a better job of finding better sources, more sources, more recent stuff that indicates, you know, Oswald didn't do it, um, then I can have better podcast episodes. Thanks for stopping by. I will have another podcast episode up soon. Have a great day.